0: Hey, BCC, greetings from New Zealand. Wow, how cool is this? It's a real joy and a privilege to be part of your service today. Thank you, Pastor Mark and Kathy Ryan for having me. I was so looking forward to being there in person. But as you would know, all our travel plans have changed. But thank God for technology that I can still be part of your service today. I pray that this message will speak to you and minister to you right where you are uh, as we open our hearts to God today. Once again, thanks for having me. Awesome to be part of your service. Now, there is one thing you need to know about me, uh, and that is that I am not a handyman. I'm not good at building or fixing anything. In fact, I end up breaking it or making it w- worse when I try to fix or build something. I am not a DIY person, I'm actually a DFY person when it comes to building or fixing something. I'm a done for you person. Um To be honest, I have a deep admiration and respect for people who are good at building or fixing things or assembling things. Uh, My wife Sharon and I, sometimes we buy something online, but then I get depressed when the parcel arrives uh, with the words assembly required. Let me tell you, I hate those words with a passion. They suck the joy out of me. That means I have to read the instructions, uh, follow the step-by-step process. It's just way too Um, way too much work, it takes way too long, it's time consuming, I find it very stressful. I remember one particular time, I saw this ad on TV for a home gym, I got really excited, I convinced myself, I convinced my wife, I needed a home gym, so I bought this home home gym online, and when it arrived, let me tell you, I was really depressed when I saw those words, assembly required, it came in boxes with the words, assembly required, I had no idea, what to do with it. So I asked one of my friends to help me assemble it. Guess what? He was not good at it either. Just when we thought we had finished assembling this thing, we found more nuts and bolts lying around the garage because we never followed the instructions. We never followed the process. Um, so we had more parts lying around the garage than what was supposed to be on the home gym. So that was the end of my home gym. I ended up selling it. Now, I know I'm not the only one who's not good at assembling things. I want you to be very honest. If you have things lying around the house somewhere because it's not assembled, or it was way too confusing, or it was taking way too long, you just gave up halfway through, if that is you, I want you to go ahead and comment below because I wanna say to you, welcome to the club. We just started a brand new life group at BCC called the Assembly Required Group. I'm joking, but I want to say to you, welcome to the club. I feel your pain. Uh, Now, there's a spiritual truth here. Do you know that many people give up on their dreams and visions simply because they can't be bothered with or they give up on the process? The title of my message today is Trust the Process. Trust the Process. Often I find many people want the blessing, but they're not willing to go through the process. We want the anointing, but, we are, but we're not willing to go through the process. We want the breakthrough, but we're not willing to go through the process. We want the outcome without the process. Often we I find that we're all about the destination, but we are not willing to take the journey. Often we pray for a miracle. We pray for a breakthrough. We pray so hard, we're desperate, we, we fast, we pray, we seek God. We're like, God, I want you to do this miracle in my life. Then God does the miracle, but here's the thing. He does the miracle or he delivers the miracle with the words assembly required. Now we're mad at God. We're angry at God because he didn't deliver it the way we wanted to be delivered. But do you realize that our God is a God of process? He's all about the process. I mean, I mean, look at creation, for example. It was a step-by-step process. Day one, he created night and day. Day two, he created the sky and sea. Day three, land and vegetation. Day four, sun, moon and stars. Day five, creatures and birds. Day six, animals and humans. Day seven, rest. It was a step-by-step process. Um, did you know a butterfly goes through f- four stages of development? An oak tree starts off as an, as an acorn, it goes through stages of development. Each stage is necessary. A baby goes through many stages before it's born. We have a 10-month-old baby right now. You know, there's the first trimester, second trimester, third trimester. Something is happening at each stage of the process. I look at some other Bible characters. Guess what? God needed to do something in them before he, does, before he did something through them. And he does the same with us. David was a shepherd boy. Next thing, he defeats Goliath. He's anointed to be king. Now, Saul is after David. He wanted to get rid of David. Uh, He wanted to kill David. As a result, David is running away from Saul. Uh, You know, God took him through a difficult process before he eventually became the king. Joseph is another example. He was a young dreamer. He shared his dream with his family. Next thing, his brothers put him in a pit. And then he's uh, you know accused of rape. He ends up in prison. God took him through a process before he became the second most powerful person in Egypt. I look at Mary. I look at Gideon. I look at Esther. I look at Daniel. God took them through a process. Guess what? God does something in us before he can do something through us. Now, why does God take us through a process? Why does God do that? Listen to this carefully. Because the process is designed to cause you to trust God. God. The process is the battlefield that prepares you for the victory. Often in life, we want the victory without the battle. Unfortunately, it doesn't happen that way. God's greatest goal for you and for me is not our comfort, but our transformation. Let me tell you, transformation is a process. In the book of 2 Kings, chapter 5, we read about a man named Naaman. Naaman was one of the greatest military leaders of his time. He earned the favor. Uh, And the respect of his king, Naaman, suffered from the dreaded disease of leprosy. And his wife uh, had a young maid who advised Naaman to go and see the prophet, Prophet Elisha, who would heal Naaman of his leprosy. So when when Naaman showed up at Elisha's house, he was asked to do something uh, he was not prepared for guess what Naaman was not willing to follow the process what was he asked to do let's look at it together 2nd Kings chapter 5 verses 9 to 14 it says so Naaman went with his horses and chariots and waited at the door of Elisha's house but Elisha sent a messenger out to him with this message go and wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River then your skin will be restored and you will be healed of your leprosy but Naaman became angry and stalked away I thought he would certainly come out to meet me, he said. I expected him to wave his hand over the leprosy and call on the name of the Lord his God and heal me. On the rivers of Damascus, the Bana and the Fafa, better than any of the rivers of Israel. Why shouldn't I wash in them and be healed? So Naaman turned and went away in a rage. But his officers tried to reason with him and said, Sir, if the prophet had asked you to do Something very difficult, wouldn't you have done it? So you should certainly obey him when he says simply go and wash and be cured. So Naaman went down to the Jordan River and dipped himself seven times as the man of God had instructed him. And his skin became as healthy as the skin of a young child. And he was healed. Guess what? Naaman wanted the miracle without following the process. He wanted the outcome without the process. He didn't trust the process. He couldn't get his head around it. You know, here to make a choice. Do I trust the process or do I walk away from what is on the other side of the process, which was his miracle? Guess what? All of us, we are faced with that choice. Today, very quickly, let me give you three truths that is so relevant to all of us from that story when it comes to trusting the process. Here's the first one. If you're taking notes, let me encourage you to write, that, write this down. Number one, commit to the process. Commit to the process. Nothing significant ever happens without commitment. Commit to the process. Don't try to take shortcuts. Don't try to speed up the process. Commitment is what gets the ball rolling. Your commitment determines your future. When the prophet asked Naaman to go and uh, wash himself in the uh, river seven times, the Bible says Naaman became angry. He was offended that Elisha didn't come out and meet him. He was offended that Elisha didn't come out and wave his hand over the leprosy and heal him. He wanted some kind of special treatment. Guess what? He wanted a quick fix without commitment. Often we do that. We're not willing to commit to the process. We want an instant fix. The Bible says, Psalm 37, verse 5, Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust Him, and He will help you. It says, commit everything you do to the Lord. Some of you watching this live stream right now, you need to say, God, I am committing fully. I'm surrendering to the process that you are taking me through because some of us, some of you watching this, you've only really committed partially, partially to the process. Today you need to say, no, I'm committing fully to the process that God is taking me through because God needs to do something in me before he can do something through me. Number two, you don't have to fully understand to obey immediately. You don't have to fully understand to obey immediately when Elisha asked Naaman to go and dip himself seven times the jordan river didn't make any sense to him he couldn't get his head around it he couldn't understand the concept he held certain assumptions about what a solution should look like so he rejected lasha's proposal it didn't make any sense to him he was like there's no way i'm going to go and dip myself in the jordan river seven times i'm way too classy for that river there are nicer rivers i can do that in. guess what At times, God will ask you and me to do something, and we'll look at it, and it may not make sense to us, or it may look overwhelming. But one thing you can know for sure is that you will never go wrong obeying God. God knows what He's doing. God is ahead of you. God is ahead of me. He's already in the future. He knows what He's doing. You can trust Him, and you can trust the process. Isaiah 55 verses 8 to 9. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. But just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. You don't have to fully understand to obey immediately. There are people who have delayed their obedience simply because they can't get their heads around it. You can't understand the concept today. You need to make a decision. I am trusting God and I'm trusting God. The process. Number three, we take the first step and trust God for the journey. We take the first step and trust God for the journey. Let me tell you, don't let the fear of the unknown stop you from taking the first step. I want you to imagine with me for a moment Naaman taking the first step into the river. Imagine with me for a moment him, Naaman, taking the first dip, second dip, third dip. I wonder what was going through his head. I'm sure he was thinking. This better work takes the fourth step, fifth step, sixth step, seventh step. Boom, the miracle happens. Let me tell you, our job is to take the first step. What does this mean for you and me today? What do we do when God asks us to do something and it doesn't make any sense to us? We can't get our heads around it or it it looks, you know, God, I, I just don't understand this. I don't know if I can do this or it looks overwhelming and you just don't know what to do for what to do with it or, or you feel like this is not what I signed up for. At the start of my message, I talked about how I don't like reading instructions in the manual and having to follow the step-by-step, step. but I know one thing for sure. Whoever wrote the instructions, they know what they're talking about because they've taken the time to test it and test it and test it and perfect it. All I have to do is follow the instructions. Yes, but it's the same with God. Trust him and trust the process. The Bible says in Proverbs 3 verse 5 to 7, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which part to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. You may be like, what do I do in?" God takes me through this process. What should be my response? Here's my response to you. During the process, when God takes you through this process, walk like Enoch, obey like Noah, believe like Abraham, dig like Isaac, wrestle like Jacob, dress like Joseph, stretch like Moses, conquer like Joshua, come back like Samson, lead like Deborah, dance like David. Judge like Solomon, confront like Elijah, plow like Elisha, pray like Daniel, weep like Jeremiah, worship like Mary, speak truth like John, climb up like Zacchaeus, shout like Bartimaeus, come out like Lazarus, give thanks like like the Leper, preach like Peter, serve like Stephen, break out like Silas, overcome like Paul. But here's the most important thing, love like Jesus. Trust the process. Trust your creator. Trust the process. God's timing is perfect. He's never too early. He's never too late. He's always on time. And I love this, Isaiah 40 verse 31. But those those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Let me tell you this. Time waiting is not time wasted. Trust the process. Trust your creator. Would you bow your heads in prayer? Maybe God is taking you through a process right now when you're, you're full of questions. You can't get your head around it. You can't understand the concept. Maybe you can't understand what God is asking you to do or maybe you've, you've delayed your obedience. In a moment, I want to pray for you. If that is you, would you mind lifting your hands up wherever you are, if you're comfortable? Today, God is saying to you, take the first step. Trust God for the journey. Some of you, you've delayed your obedience. God is saying to you, trust the process. Trust your Creator. Let's pray together. God, I pray for every single person watching this live stream right now. Your word says they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I pray for strength to be renewed. I pray for boldness. I pray for courage to take the first step and trust you for the journey. God, we trust you and we trust the process. Jesus, I declare that you are the way maker, you are the promise keeper, you are the light in the darkness. We know that he who has begun a good work in us is faithful to complete it. We trust you. We honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. In a moment, Pastor Mark Ryan will take over from me. But BCC, I want to say to you, we love you. We're praying for you. It's been a real honor and a privilege to be be able to join you online today. Remember, the best is yet to come. God bless you.